And we're back. Yes, we are. I'm Josh Deskinny. This is Random Ramblings, and you've had two of those in four minutes of listening. <laughs> if you listen back to back. <laughs> and I know there are people that do. I know there are people that yeah, do. Yeah, we kind of we kind of hoodooed last week and uh, did it at the end. But you know what? Hey, it's nice to mix things up a little bit. We should be better than that. That's all I had. Uh, no, no, you're good. No, we should be better than that. Um, that's, that's all I had. Uh, we're, we're out here begging for sponsors, and we can't even brand ourselves. No, I know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. You know uh, what? I tell you what. For those potential sponsors that may be listening, because we have submitted some applications to folks, and maybe they're checking us as a Lismith test. I left the opening open for you. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. He's he's, he's the salesman in him is coming out. Yep. Uh Guess what? If you'd like to hear what we sound like doing a commercial, send us something. Yeah. We'll do a commercial for you. I'll tell you what. Use our Facebook page. Even if you don't want to do advertising, you send us the commercial, we'll read it. Yep. We will put all, we won't do all the bells and whistles because I'm not trying to insert a commercial into this already. But if you have a commercial script or even just something funny you want us to read, send it to us. Since we're sponsoring ourselves, we can go ahead and do that commercial. Absolutely, <laughs> we do this stuff, people. We we can we can do it from writing to recording to producing and, and mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. Yep. Between the two of us, we have a single neuron that can handle all of that. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to sub it out. You you used the wrong word. <laughs> oh, I did. Moron. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got that. Well, there's nobody between us. Neither one of us are morons. Aren't you adorable? I try. <laughs> Aren't you adorable? <laughs> So I, well, I like your wife. Think you're 100 percent decent. I like your wife. Believe you're a good Lutheran woman. <laughs> she knows better. I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I, mean, I think she probably does now because we've hit on it once or twice. But that's fine. So I had um, it's happened numerous times in my life, but now that we have a podcast that we could talk about this moment, and it's been that long in between <laughs> since I've had this moment happen to me. Um, Worst feeling in the world, and I don't mean emotionally, and I don't mean physical pain. Do you have a worst feeling in the world? Because we use that term way too loosely, but for the concept of this conversation, it works. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't. Give, I, I can't like right now go. Oh God, yeah, that. I will give you uh, a moment to think about. Now, it. In, in in the next seven days, we'll probably be Jesus Christ, really. No. No. <laughs> but so I, I, I don't know, and I'm not going to go to anything common because most people are going to go, oh yeah, and it's going to be something grief related, and I'm not really no gonna... no. I, again, non emotional, non painful, just you hate the feel. I'll give you an example for those, and, and you know this all too well, um, being caught out in the rain and then having to go in somewhere, walking in wet clothes to me is one of them. Um, again, you you are unfortunately a professional in that I vein. I was fixing to say, that's, so, <laughs> that's, that's, that's different. That might have been a gripe a few years ago, but <laughs> not right. now. Well, the last time well, I did that, we were at the happiest place on earth, so it mitigated the situation. <laughs> But last time I did that, a tree had fallen. Well, <laughs> so I had water running down places it shouldn't have run down. Correct. Therefore, you while while I value your opinion, I feel like you have the ultimate hold my beer in this conversation. But I'm willing to put it out there because maybe I'm not alone, and we're not all in that professional vein. I can give, okay. I can actually give you one that okay. that bothered me 
for for quite a bit, and it was one of those holy crap, this didn't just happen type things. I want to finish mine first. While okay, the you go right ahead. Then I do want to hear you, yours. You go right ahead. I normally wear shoes all the time. From the time I get up, get out of the shower, I'm in shoes until I go to bed. I'm not one to walk around barefoot or in sock feet. It's just not normally my thing. Even at the beach, I'm wearing shoes until I get to my seat for the day. And then I'm in water shoes into the water. (laughs) Um, But I took a change of clothes to work last week. And in my laziness, I forgot to get them out of the car. That included a change of shoes. Um, because I was layering up for winter and didn't want to stretch my good shoes out before I had to. Um, that's neither here nor there. But I left my, what I'll call, house shoes in the car. Which is one of the older pairs of shoes that I have that I just knock around the house in. So, in an effort to not mess up my good shoes... I chose to go in sock feet. I chose to empty the dishwasher in sock feet. And I removed a pan that I thought was empty and poured water right on my sock. And instead of, like a normal human, going to change my sock or take them off completely, I just grumped around the house because it was only like an hour before bed. And I wasn't wasting another pair of socks. Which I realize there's a lot of different issues to unpack from that. But I just walked around with, and I just kept going, this is the worst feeling in the world. And we're going to talk about this. And he's probably going to have a better answer. But I want to talk about Actually, that's how I feel. Actually, mine's not really a better answer. Um, I, I I guess because I have to be out in, in the weather, I've gotten used to yeah. wet socks, wet shoes, yeah. wet everything and mm-hmm. by the way anybody that says oh being out in the rain is the same as being in the shower i tell you what put on boots socks uh your your drawers how about your, you just your punch jeans, yourself in your, the face for us you know just basically go ahead and get dressed for work and go stand in the shower and wait for the water to soak through and run in all the different places it's not the same as being in a shower <laughs> i will again say for the record because, do us a favor and punch and, yourself in the face yeah, for us in that particular day it's like oh really oh i'm that wet <laughs> right but and I and I still can't even say that that's one of the worst feelings in the world. I, I think the the worst one for me, and it, it actually would would roll emotional. Um, and it's going to sound a little weird coming from me because typically this type of thing would not bother me. But we okay. we were doing something at work, and I had to be high in the air on a lift. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I will go on record for saying that I don't mind being up there. I don't mind being in the air. What I don't trust the is journey. The I don't trust the mechanism. Like I hate I hate extension ladders, but I'll climb on a, a step ladder because I feel like they're more sturdy. And some of that might be I'm I'm fat. Uh, and I don't, I don't really have a lot of balance and you know, it, it scares me a little bit, but these lifts and things, when you first go up, you have to learn that it's going to wiggle and jiggle and bounce up and down and everything. Well, anyway, that is not even the feeling I'm talking about. I went to get in the lift and I had to crouch down and walk over it. And I realized that the inseam of my pants gave up. Oh no. So, and I mean, I realized it at that, at that moment and, but I'm in and I'm harnessed up and everything. And I'm like, well, crap. And then I go all the <laughs> way up in the air, everything. and I'm leaning over, and I'm doing what I've got to do and everything. And then, you know, of course, we're tradesmen, so to speak. So we constantly giving each other a bunch of crap. 
So I hear the work friend yelling and hollering and, and carrying on, and all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh shit, I split my pants. Oh, because I couldn't hear everything he was saying. And I'm right by a busy highway, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, what can be seen? <laughs> you got real self-conscious Holy real cow. Now that was that was the worst feeling in the world because you're sure you're, I was I was 30 feet in the air, busy highway, couldn't exactly reach around and check and see where the split was. So and it was a good hour before I come down out of the air. And I, I kind of just sort of pulled him over and I'm like, um, so what? <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, What's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm pretty certain I split my pants. What were you hollering about earlier? Oh, no, I was just giving you crap about finally getting a promotion. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but that was about to kill me. And see, normally it's like I, I'm I'm the person at, at, at the gym locker room. It's like, yeah, whatever. Hey, how you doing? While I'm changing clothes. Normally that doesn't bother me. But when you consider 100 cars a minute <laughs> so and you're thinking, oh, God, this is, this is like the worst upskirt on the planet. <laughs> so I would like to share with you the moment that I can share with you the moment that this became weird for you. I know the moment that you lived that is why you got self-conscious in that moment because you've shared it on this podcast. Oh, yeah. The red underwear guy. Yep. <laughs> the red underwear guy in that restaurant yeah. is the reason that you went, oh, God. Yeah. That was that was exactly where my head went is, did I, is, did I do this? <laughs> did I do the same thing that that guy did? Uh, yeah, that's exactly where my mind went because, I mean, everybody in that restaurant was staring at his butt. Right. No, everybody no, in that restaurant because it, it. I mean, he was that was commando guy because mm-hmm. he he didn't even bother. <laughs> but, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 was pretty that was pretty rough. But here's the thing: typically, once you get used to that, though, I mean, it's like I, I spent an hour worrying about that. So the rest of the day, it wasn't like I had to rush and go home and and change clothes or anything. The rest of the day, it was like because. And if he lied to me, he lied to me. But because he didn't see my draws or whatever, <laughs> thank God with the. Type of underwear I wear. But anyway, we're not going to go all the way down that road. But, oh, God, like I said, it, it was for me, it was like, holy shit, this is an upskirt moment. Oh, my God, uh-huh. everybody's below yeah. me looking up. Uh-huh. It's like the day the Scottish guy remembers, oh, shit, I didn't put underwear on under my kilt. And now I'm climbing a ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I could understand that, and I've been in that mode. Now, you are in a trade I will go with trade. Yeah, trade, lack is, of a trade is actually a very good description. Because um, I've done the same thing when I was in sales. Ooh, that's <laughs> so rough. I had to go in to certain places and still maintain some form of professionalism. See, I, can, I also worked an hour away. I could, so. I could see me having an emergency fund for new pants. Right. <laughs> so after the first time that happened, I carried much like I do. Uh, toilet paper with me in all of my vehicles for the eventuality of what may or may not happen, I've started to carry pants. Now, I don't do it anymore because I'm 10 minutes from home and screw you guys, I'll be back. Yeah. Um, but when I live, when I worked an hour plus away, um, it was not an option. I also opted for, if I'm going to be this embarrassed until I can get to my change, my change of clothes, I'm going comfortable the rest of the day, I'll be in jeans, which was not approved by, uh, by management. So, uh, I actually had that moment happen. See, I don't have a problem with that. And I understand a professional look, but for what you guys, what you sold, I could see where a polo and a pair of jeans would be just as a professional look. 
Nope. Um, we were meeting with the higher. We were meant to be meeting with the higher ups and and making these decisions. We meant to talk to those folks and sell those folks so they could tell the people that actually did the work. You need to change everything you're doing for this guy. I didn't like working that way. <laughs> you know, That's half di- the time you're not really meeting with the higher ups. No. <laughs> it's like because I've been in a position in, in a, at a job where I'm the one I'm the one that gets handed the box of whatever it is you're selling and tell right. hey, see if this will fit our specs. Exactly. I mean, it, I, I did one test for a job that I had. I, I did a quality control job uh, at a manufacturer, uh, not too far from here anyway. But that was one of the things that I had to do. Part of my job was, oh, we're looking for a new vendor for said item. Yeah. And we've got to see if they can meet our specs. Well, that wasn't just, was it the right thread count? Was it the right size? Could could they, did, did, did all 100 of them that come in this box meet that tolerance? That right. went even further. How does it react in extreme heat? How does it react in extreme cold? If you put mm-hmm. it under this amount of stress, that amount of stress. I mean, it took me two months one time. So this company could decide what style label to put on a package. Yep. Uh, and it, and I had to look at it from everywhere this mite would go. And the one thing that I thought of that no one else had thought of was how hot does it get inside of a transfer truck? And I mean, and it's for whatever reason yeah. I thought about that because you know stickers. You leave something in your hot car. A lot of times a sticker will just bubble off because the glue starts to to, to melt. And, uh, and melt is a, not really the right term. But it liquefies again. Yes. And, uh, it, and I'm sitting over here and I'm flipping through and I'm, I'm looking at all of this and I'm being told what my assignment is and everything. And I'm flipping through and flipping through. And my supervisor looked at me and goes, you're looking for something. What are you looking for? And I'm like, well, you're considering all of this sitting out in the cold. You're considering all of this sitting out in the sun. But you haven't considered, you know, we ship this stuff via rail car. We ship this stuff via transfer truck. We ship this stuff via container, shipping container. How hot does it get inside of those things? He just disappeared. And I mean, two hours later, I had set all of this aside because he disappeared and didn't answer my question. So I'm like, okay, I will start on this tomorrow. About two hours later, he come back with a whole nother stack of papers. He goes, I've made some phone calls. Because we had a facility that I could go and set the temperatures. Right. So that we could go through. And the, the vendor was just sending me sample after sample after sample after sample. It took me almost two months for that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I that person, that salesperson spent more time with me than the decision-making person altogether. Yeah. I mean, by, by the time it was done, the decision-making person got, got the answer from the guy that's out in the warehouse doing all the testing that's that's been sweating for, for six hours, and there was never a suited person for the vendor to meet. Right. right. Well, and that was, that was my disagreement with them to a certain standpoint. I'm all for meeting with both, talking with both, but if I want to entertain this guy and go, hey, I know you're using A, B, and C. We provide A, B, and C, but we also do D, E, and F to make A, B, and C easier on you. How would you feel about that? And then you get the, well, my hands are tied, but I like what you're saying. How about, would you be willing to come in and chat with me if I can get a sit down with suit? And then it was, yeah, I can do that. When when I... It's all, you can't, you cannot go in you are guaranteed for failure if you walk in, meet with suit, promise the world, and then force his people to change everything that they are right. doing. You are set up for failure. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, 
sold that T-shirt to someone else, <laughs> and got a new one. Well, see, I I was I actually sold ads. Yeah. The the little bit of sales time that I did, I I, I sold ads. And I was kind of I was kind of with you. I, I wanted to talk to the owner, but I also wanted to talk to the manager. Yep. And if the owner and the manager was the same person, fine. But I wanted to talk to the manager. I wanted in some of the places that I dealt with, they they had a person that was deemed their advertiser, and that's who I needed to talk to. Yeah. And, and what and that was fine. But I still wanted to talk to other people in the company because I wanted to know their take on what they do. I wanted the mm-hmm. website information. Oh, you've got a pamphlet. Please give me that. I mean, I spent some of the ads that I sold. I spent hours talking with the people at the company so that I could write the ad, because I was I was selling, writing, voicing, producing the whole nine yards. I basically took care of me, mm-hmm. uh, and that was that was my my deal. I got asked one time by the sales manager, why does it why did it take you so long to finalize this? Well, I was talking to the owner. Well, the owner wants this out there. Well, the manager is trying to hit a, a specific uh, age group, so they mm-hmm. want this out there. Well, you know, th- they have this advertising agent that's like, well, wait a minute, we also need to get this. I ended up meeting with like five people. Right. And then I wrote 10 ads, submitted them back. And what my sales manager was, was getting fussy about was I sold it, but it wasn't the check hadn't come in and it wasn't on the air yet. Yeah. And it's like, but but we're not done yet. We're not we're not done yet. I've submitted them multiple. They're trying to figure out which ones they want to which ones they want to use and if they want to use more than one. And if, you know, and they actually bought a few of those to use elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it it takes time, and you've got to talk to everybody. Do it right. Yes, the first time, if at all possible. If you can do it right the first time. They will be back. Oh, and if they're not, they will at least have the common courtesy to tell you why. Because you yes. went above and beyond to do your best to help. I had I sold to and that's, some. That's any industry. I sold to some first time people, and they they never really could decide if the ad they bought from me increased or not. But what it was was they liked how I treated them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't pushy. I didn't try to out. I didn't try to outsell myself. I, I sold. I let it run. If they said, "Let's take a break for a little bit," I take a yep. break for a little bit. And sometimes, with certain holidays and things coming up, and I was selling radio airtime with certain holidays and things coming up. Sometimes I would shoot an email with a commercial that I wrote for a holiday. They didn't get charged for that. They didn't get charged for me taking my time. But a lot of times, that's what sold the next ad. They'd read that. They'd read that that ad, and they're like, "Really? Hey, I hadn't thought about this. How much? How how much to run this <clears throat> right. for? You know?" And I, I would sell just by doing little things like that. I I did an ad off the cuff for one guy. He just wanted to know what a radio ad might would sound like for his his place. So I talked to him for a few minutes, jotted some stuff down in my little notebook, and then just went straight into radio voice and did it right there in front of him. And he's like, "Wow, you're gonna be the one to voice that? Yeah. Wait you a minute." Won't. You're the guy, yeah. I'm. I also work on. <laughs> I'm behind the yeah. mic too, dude. But and and that was a good. I actually I enjoyed getting out and meeting everybody, and that might have actually helped my listenership a little bit. But uh, writing the ads and stuff easier than what a lot of people think, as long as you've got access to the information. Which right. for what you sold, you had to roll in with the information either in your head or in a notebook somewhere, or somebody be gracious enough to give you enough time to wander around where they yeah. keep their inventory. 
Well, there's that. Yeah, you look see what they do keep on hand, what they use on well, a regular basis. Then you get into assembly versus maintenance, depending yeah. on the facility. Is what I'm selling going into the final product, or is it just keeping the machinery running for the pro- final product that they make? Worked with both. Worked with both. Worked with contractors that didn't do any of those three, but they needed other things to help make part A and part B behave themselves. Yes. It was a very unique group. And then you get the lab testing folks and the QA folks who need this type of item or that. And it's just, there's plenty of it out there to be had. Their number crunchers weren't wrong. Their number crunchers were just unrealistic on what a hit rate should be. (laughs) But that is what I classified. And and the eldest and I have the same agreement. uh, The term spreadsheet stupid. You've been out of the field too long, or you've never worked in the field. You were brought in because you could do a pretty spreadsheet, and you don't actually know what reality looks like. See, that's Very few people give you everything. That's back to, to my wife, and we talk about campers a lot on here, and she and I together because yeah. we're RVers. We, we sometimes look at new floor plans just for the sake, not necessarily because we're in the market, but because it's fun. Mm-hmm. RV shows are fun. And we've walked through plenty of them and, and just looked a sales rep dead square in the face and went, whoever designed this does not camp. They should camp. Whoever drew this up, once y'all made the prototype, the person that drew this up should have went and spent a week in it. Period. And I, I, I'm like that. I swear them down. Sometimes the engineers don't put their stuff together based on the instructions they write. No. And and the people that have gone from written instructions to pictures, thank you. Hieroglyphics are great. I, I understand the pictures better than I understand sometimes what they've written because sometimes part A and part C being put together with screw F, that's a big F you. Ain't going to happen because you've mislabeled screw F. <laughs> It's funny that you say that because I actually, uh, before my daughter was born, was building baby furniture. And I reached a point during a bookcase, and God love my wife, she did not order a bookcase that was a square or even a rectangle. No, no, this one has, um, instead of its full height, there is a dip down with many shelves on the side, so there is a cushioned seat in a little reading nook. It's adorable. My daughter uses it, and it's it does all of the photogenic stuff you could ever possibly imagine. Putting the motherfucker together... I was just fixing to say, the most used letters in those instructions is F and U. Right. <laughs> so, as I'm going through... If you if you're unfamiliar with this and and maybe you don't pay attention don't aren't in, exposed to the industry or whatever, when they are putting together the item kits like the A B C D screws that are going to go into the instructions that you're talking about, they put those in groups on the table. They tape it down, and then they take a sheet of plastic that's pre pre printed, set it over vacuum slash heat seal, and it's done. Not a problem. Not a problem. Except somebody screwed up the printing in that particular one and mixed up two letters. So I follow instructions one, two, and three, but by the time I get to four, five, and six, these don't fit because it it was done backwards. Accidents happen when you turn out that many internationally every day in the factories that those guys work in overseas. Because trust me, you can say what you want; it won't made here. 
it was it was just I assume tired, yes. worn out, end of the day or first thing and, in the and morning. Thank you, local hardware store that I can take that 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 I can take screw F to the local hardware store. Can can I buy these? <laughs> I can tell you right now, based on the screws that were not working in the right place, that was not going to be an option. <laughs> so, some in, of that stuff is specialized. <laughs> in any typical, <laughs> in any typical dad fashion, I tried to make it work. Wound up plowing the, um, I'll call it the stud for lack of a better term, that that screw was supposed to attach to through the next board that it was going to be attaching to to make A and B work. Um, I will refrain from the level of anger that went into making that mistake happen. But the damage I did was was suitable enough that they sent me another one. <laughs> so the, I tore it up enough that they sent me another one. I, if that adds any uh, context or flavor for I appreciate the companies that give you the actual size chart. Yes. Now they they, yes. they also either they're doing the bubble pack like like you're talking about, or there's 18 envelopes, and each envelope has F A yeah. whatever on it. But I like the sheet of paper in which it's 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 not to scale. It's true. It's the true size, and it's like screw A is this screw, and it looks exactly like because. I, that gives me an opportunity to go, that one don't look like it should have been in that pack. And right. then I can go over that diagram and go, oh, I was right. Oh, that should be in this pack. Because I've been known to take those little butter dishes and put all that stuff in it so that I'm not wrestling with these little packs. Right. Um, it, it, it. What's funny is when I was a kid, some assembly required meant I was going to get to spend some time with dad. As an adult... Some assembly require, uh, required means I'm going to spend some time with Anheuser Busch, uh-huh. and I'm not even going to try to rebrand them because I promise you I go to one of your popular products when I'm done with these projects. <laughs> so, I, in in contrast to that, your generation's version of some assembly required actually required assembly. My father's version of some assembly required, not but a couple decades later. Had nothing to do with the assembly side of things, and it was always making sure the stickers lined up in the right place. Oh, My father the, the has told sheet. me the sticker sheet, and if and of course if it's not right or it's not perfect, the kid with no inner monologue nor care yet for the time or effort it took to put it there has to look at dad and go, "This isn't on here right." Or the kid tries to fix it after the adhesive is set, ruins the sticker, and then it's dad's fault. Have you and dad ever like put together a model car? No. Like out of the box, you guys. Nope. So you don't. As much as you like some of this stuff, I mean, you you've mentioned the you know the snap together toys from mm-hmm. your favorite uh, space show, but you've never actually bought like the box where you've got all the little plastic pieces and you have to use the glue. And... Oh no! All right, so back in he my and I day, don't do well, especially now because that... I would go that goes there, 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 there. He has an engineering background and will go. Whoosh, yeah, this goes here. This goes here. These will eventually become this, and then this goes there. I see that you see that, but we're going to do this. Well, see, back back in my day, the stickers weren't peel and stick. You had to activate the glue with water, and you had one opportunity to get all of that right. 
And I can promise you, the United States Navy would have been ashamed of some of what I did with stickers because I didn't have a crooked as all get out. Could not help it. Oops. Sorry. Right. No, I, I <laughs> and understand. I mean, it's not like the naval ships would come with the flags that represent the ship's badges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had to you had to get string. You had to know where to. Whoo. That took some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I used to look forward to it when it was with my dad. And I actually, I posted on, on social uh, this week, you know, sometimes when, when you get called, for, when, when someone calls you for help, they're not actually out after your, something you know or your abilities. They just want some company. I used to let, my dad and I had things that we did together. We both know how to do it, and it didn't take two people, but we had a blast just doing it together. And I, I've said it, and I said it uh, in a comment on my social I've asked my, hey, you want to come help me with this? And my wife's looking at me going, like, I know anything about any of that. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know what a Phillips head screwdriver looks like. So that's all I really need. What I'm out for is I get two hours of time with her that the TV's not on, the radio's not on, she's not cleaning, she's not dealing with this, that, and the other, our phones are not on. I get a couple hours to laugh and joke and carry on with the wife. And I mean, I've got buddies that I'll call. And it, it's... Sometimes it's, oh, he can lift heavy things, and I need to lift a heavy thing, so mm-hmm. let me call him. Sometimes it's, you know, I haven't hung out with that one in a while. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'd come help me do this. Right. It's, and it, sometimes it's more about the, the friendship aspect of it. And I have overheard, I mean, out in public, just perfect strangers at work, two guys talking back, and well, I have overheard more people getting told, hey, you know what, you should be able to do that. What are you, a moron? What do you need my help for? And I'm sitting over thinking to myself, are, are you so stupid that you can't realize this person might actually just want to spend some time with right. you? And yet, no, okay, so you're not cousins, you're not brothers, you're not uncle and, and, and nephew or anything like that. Have you considered the fact that this particular individual enjoys your company mm-hmm. for whatever reason? It, it could be that you, you have the funniest jokes. It could be that, you know, you're... You're, you actually are intelligent, and they're expecting to run into a problem, and they might need need your advice. It could just be that they, for whatever reason, they enjoy your company at that moment. That's why I struggle with those projects and things like that, where it's like, hey, come help me build a deck. For one, I can put A and B together. If you need me to cut A to fit B we're measure twice cut once is not enough for me <laughs> and i will readily admit that i mean if you give me a pre-made assembly it's done done no problem but i find myself not getting those invites and i think because i'm more excited for the hangout than the job and so i become one of those guys that you know all too well and love to be compared to that just stands there and holds signs <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, right around 2016, me in the middle built a deck on my house. Yes. Uh, and I, one of the reasons. He and his brother were the two that I was talking about. One one of, one of the the reasons I chose him is he's one of those people that can just see it. Mm -hmm. He, he knows and he knows exactly, he doesn't have to sit down and draw it out. He can just see it and he can do it. He, he whistles, everything just jumps into place. The eldest is the exact same way. I'm not. I'm decent at framing, but I'm not proficient at, at framing. Correct. So the middle and I talked, and I'm like, look, I, I, I don't want to spend 
a, a gross amount of money on this. And he goes, well, you be my helper. Oh, God, I'd love that. I'd love that for two reasons. One, you're fun to hang out with. Two, I'm going to learn something. And I learned. I, because I wasn't stupid. When he started doing something, it's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Why, why are you doing it like that? And he'd answer the question. He never treated me like I was be, just being stupid. But I had my roles to play, too. I mean, he got to a certain point, and he's like, okay, this is where the helper comes in. This is what I need you to do. And, by, and, and it'd be like, and you've got all week to get it done. Oh, it'll be ready for you tomorrow. Because I'm that excited over this. I'm that excited over right. the fact that you took time to show me exactly what you wanted me to do, and now you were going to trust me to do it. So not only did I get to hang out with the middle, which, by the way, is a lot of fun. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that in front of him and to him. I Hanging out with him is a lot of fun. Uh, but, two, I got to learn some stuff on top of all of it. So that was a that was a great time. And, right. You know, it, it took us a few weeks because we had to do it around our schedules and everything. Mm-hmm. But I had a blast. And there were days that I felt like that I was just – the, the guy standing there holding the sign. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's days when you, sometimes, sometimes you're the water boy. <laughs> sometimes and, you're not. It's and see, like, there's, there's part of me that, that hates that. And then there's part of me that absolutely loves it because I'm getting what I need out of this in two forms. I get the final project done. I also get the, the social aspect of it and, you know, working with the fellas and, it's not working with the fellas. It's like the fellas work and you hang out and then I feel bad. And I, so then I go down that whole other side road of, man, I really suck. I don't I know how to do anything. Now, granted, if they come to me and go, hey, my computer won't work. Um, I can troubleshoot you to a certain extent and there's a trade that comes from that. But at the end of the day, it's the two don't ever seem level. See, I've, I've been at the point where it's like, hey, wait, can you come help? Um, I don't know how to do any of that. And right. a lot of times I get told at this point in time, we need you to one, bring beer, two, make sure the beer's got ice on it, and three, heavy lifting. We, we're we we're not out for people that know how to do it. We can handle it, but what we need is is more more muscle, more arms. We, we need yeah. some physical. Okay, so, all right, I'll show up with a cooler, uh, and I'll run get everybody's lunch when, when the heavy lifting's over with. So, and then there again, Got to learn a little something, right? Uh, do I some some of the stuff I've learned and witnessed and helped with? I'll never use, but you know. And, and you're you're right. I I get a kick out of it. it it's like it's it's like guys' night, but better. <laughs> well, and I know we we've talked about this a bit in terms of um, things that I've had done here and, and prep for storms, and so I had an extra instead of being one of those who turns off the main breaker and runs a generator and backfeeds power. I was vehemently against that because I was pretty sure, like we've talked about, I would have that moment where I'm the one that gets that lineman hurt and I would never forgive myself, and I don't want to be that guy. So we took the time, the effort, and had, thankfully, the financial ability to make that happen, make that process happen. We now have a second fuse box, an outdoor out an outdoor plug along with an indoor switch that will protect anyone and everyone along the way. Nothing has to be changed. Nothing has to be turned off. Blah, none of that. It is strictly to protect those folks outside and give us the essentials that we need in those particular moments. I sat down here. They were working in the house. I wait. I let them in the house. I knew the guys. I trusted them. wasn't a big deal. I knew them personally. No problem. So I had to go out and come back, do a couple different things, do some work. I was working from home for a bit. 
And I did. I sat there and held the sign. I watched and learned and listened. Now, thankfully, both of these two were talkers, so it wasn't like it was hard to fill the time. But as I was watching, I was watching them do it, and I had a general idea of how to do it. Could I do the whole process myself again if I needed to? Absolutely not. But I now know enough to know that, hey, I learned that about that. I know this and this and this. So when somebody has that question, I can go, well, here's how we did it. Couldn't tell you how to do it, but I know a guy that does. Well, see, that sometimes the knowledge gets you in on a conversation later. Because sometimes now it's like, oh, 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 I recognize those terms. I know what they're talking about, and I can now be a part of this conversation. And I've actually, a friend of mine's wife, uh, he and I were talking, they were putting in one of those water stoves. Uh-huh. Uh, and he and I were talking the electrical side because he found out, used to do that for a living. Not licensed, but I used to do it for a living. So I have the knowledge. Right. I just don't have the ability to sell my services. And that's fine. Don't don't really, I, I will do it for my mom, I will do it for me, and I'm not going to do anything major for my mom. But at any yeah. rate... So he and I are talking, and his wife's just like, did not know there was this side of you. And I looked at her and said, what do you mean? She goes, you've never really been that serious around me before. And all the terminology. And I looked at her, I said, but you knew I went to school and studied. She goes, I didn't think it was this, though. She goes, no wonder you and my dad can talk. There's common frame of reference. I understand construction. Right, uh, because I've I've been around it, and and you know he he didn't necessarily do home construction, but he did a type of construction. So the terminology was there, the engineering was there. I could understand it. She's like, okay, now now I understand a few things. And I'm like, sorry. And most of that is because I, I like to cut up and carry on all the time. I mean, we've got some new guys at work, and talking to one of my work friends, he's like, oh, me and him, he, we talk about this, that, and this, 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 that. and he just looks at me, and I'm like, really, that's interesting. And he goes, so, you, I haven't been around him long enough to actually start a serious conversation. Of course, my work friend starts giggling. Right. Because he, he knows what that means, because I like to pick. I like to play. I like to have a good time, because it makes that eight-hour day go by mm-hmm. very quickly. Uh, and I, I actually have told people... I that's will, how, that's I how will, I get behind at work well, see, I will to be, be honest. I will be serious when I need to be serious. And only then, because I do not think all of this is here for me to 100% be, got to do this, got to do that, right. got to do this. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have a good time. And I can have a good time and still safely handle cleaning that mess up that the tree left when it fell. I, I can do that. I can have a good time while driving the truck safely down the road. Mm-hmm. That does. I don't have to always be 100% serious. Uh, now, there's times when, yeah, absolutely, got to be serious, got to be serious right now. But, I don't know, I, I'm i just one of those people, which which means back to, I love the camaraderie, uh, which is probably why I like the barbershop experience, uh, because you, you get a lot of that. Yeah. There, there's there's a brotherhood there. And, you know, I, I haven't mentioned it on, on the thing. My barber actually passed away. I was going to ask if you had seen they had sold that uh, location. Yeah, I, well... My my wife and his girlfriend were are coworkers, so I knew the day he passed away that he passed away, and it's it's really kind of funny because the house got kind of quiet, and I was just sitting over staring at my wife, and she's like, "Are are you gonna be okay?" She goes, "There's there's plenty of barber shops in town." Not the point. And I just looked at her. I said, "I said I don't I don't think you understand." And and she goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "My Cheers is closed." And she looked at me. She goes. Oh shit! I hadn't considered it like that. Mm-hmm. She goes, "Yeah, y'all, I'm, yeah, 
The whole time in the chair, we talked camping, we talked fishing, we we talked racing. We had the man and I had become friends, and we you know we did our thing, and it's like there there's a lot that's going to be missed now. And yeah, it's it's been sold, and I've been since then. And and the guy that bought it, he's a great guy. He's the one that bought it actually cut my hair. He's a great guy. had a, had a good time talking to him, and he took the time to start getting to know me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was still kind of awkward. But right. everybody well, there, just because I know you, you like the concept when I we talked about it one other podcast, y'all go back and listen. When we talked about it one other podcast, I know you, you said something about that that being a lost art. Mm-hmm. We all sat in there, the people that were in there, we had our own little memorial for the guy that passed. We all had mm-hmm. had stories to share. And it was absolutely wonderful. And of course the new the new guy was enjoying hearing about the old guy because that explains some of what yeah. he found after he bought it and got the key, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because the, the guy, the, the one that had passed, he was quite eclectic. So there's not a symmetry to the decor or anything like that. And all of us didn't really care. And we told him, because he was, all right, we're going to, oh, sorry about this. We're working on it. I'm like, dude, you don't have to apologize for the decor. If we were here for the decor, we probably wouldn't be here. Right. You know, we, he, he's a great barber and, you know, You've bought this and you've taken it on, and here we are at your door to support you and see how you are. And and everybody in there is like, you know, he put that well. And I just looked at the dude. And I'm like, we're we're gonna try and support you. There, there. This this particular area of town, you'll make money, promise you. But you know, you just everybody's got to get to know everybody. And I told him, I said, you'll get us trained. He goes, are you gonna train me? Yeah, probably. Like First thing you're going to have to realize is on a Saturday morning, you you better go ahead and unlock that door at 20 after 7. If you don't want to start cutting until 8 o'clock, that's fine, but you better unlock that door at 20 after 7 because there's some of us that got used to the fact that the other guy, he's unlocking the door at 20 after 7. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, it's just another one of those things to hit. I was actually kind of more hurt about that than, than, I, than I, I think I should have been. And then, of course, I had that friend that's like, oh, I cut my own hair. You know, like you do. You you, you buzz it, take care of it. And so I have this friend. It's like I said something to them, and they're like, well, you don't need a barber. I cut my own hair. And I'm looking at his hair going, and I said it. I was like, I don't want to look like you, though. I, I don't well, want that kind of a haircut. I, but that's not the only thing. It's not that I don't want that kind of a haircut because I kind of get that kind of a haircut anyway. What I want is to go sit down in that chair. And I want to hear about the race, and I want to talk about the race. And I, even though I don't follow football, I want to listen to everybody gripe about, you know, which team did what. And, you know, then there's always the people that we all work in the same industry, and we're going to talk. And you end up right. with 15 conversations going yep. on at one time. And uh, thank God, no perm solutions and hair color dyes. All the chemicals <laughs> are not there. Uh, no, well, and that's, that's the thing. I do cut my own hair. It is a cost savings. It is a time savings, and I don't mind that. And when my barber reached the point where he was ready to retire, and I, you know, I could go through the whole spiel on that guy and all of the things that he's heard and said and talked about, and the people that continue to show up long after he probably should have been cutting. But granted, it's it's hard to screw my hair cut up, and uh, but I get to moments where. I thoroughly enjoy the atmosphere. Now, I don't go all the time, and I certainly don't go every trip, because otherwise I wouldn't be saving the money that I'd hope to save. But occasionally, occasionally, I want to go, because I want that feel. Like, the... the, um, when they do the lather on the back of your neck for that yeah. close shave yeah. on the back of your neck. 
Um, not brazen enough to do on my face. I refuse to do that. I'm just, no thanks. I also have serious problems with razor burn and a knife of that sharpness near my neck is, I don't know. It's all good. I respect it. But back of my neck feels really good when she, when she's done with it. Um, because there's a lady that took over that barbershop and while that is bucking the trend, she's really good. She's really good. She maintains the conversation. She can talk family. She can talk jobs because she, her husband does similar stuff. So there's, she's able to use that as the common ground, the boys haircuts, that kind of thing. She's, she's indoctrinated herself in that side of things as opposed to the beauty parlor, the salon, whatever. She she's even said, I don't I don't want that drama. Well see, I, that's I the, can trust y'all to come in here, get a haircut and go home. I'm, I've got I've got family that have been that's been cutting head cutting heads of hair as they call it <laughs> yeah for years but most of them are uh, in the salon the beautician side of it or the hairdresser or whatever they want to be called these days I don't want to listen to the little old lady down the road that's going to whine about the little old lady up the road and the new people that just moved in across the road I don't want to listen to all of that and and yes us I'll go ahead and say it for you ladies that are listening. Both of us are well aware us guys can go on and on and on about similar stuff. Oh, Lord, yes. But what... We what, wouldn't do this if we right, could What what The the part that really gets me is I, I don't want that drama. I want to be immersed in the drama that I'm accustomed to. Who right. won the race? What, what football coach really screwed up the game Sunday night? And then, you know, who screwed the pooch on cutting that two-by-four too short? Right. That, that's the kind of drama I'm into, and I don't want to have to smell all the chemicals y'all use to make yourself look pretty. Because <laughs> right. that kind of hurt. That burns the nose. I mean, I've right. walked into places like that, and my eyes water the entire time, and I've had to make an appointment six, eight weeks in advance, and now I'm sitting here waiting because they got to talking about something, and they're not quite done yet. Whereas mm-hmm. when I walk in my bar, barbershop i can scan the chairs all right there's 10 people that were here before me there's a person in the chair so apparently i am going to be number 11 mm-hmm. and i can sit down yep and, and, and you i can, can all but gauge i, I can what wait you're gonna be i can now have my conversation and be done it's almost like waiting in line at the grocery store and i got mm-hmm. a grocery store in line I, I always choose the wrong lines anywhere to begin with that's, and I told the barber, the guy, the new guy that bought this place, I'm like, you, you will see me before you unlock the door on Saturdays, pretty much any Saturday. One, I'm up early. Two, I like to be here first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that, and I don't care. If I'm not the first one through the door, okay, fine. You know, if you saw my truck drive up and you want to claim that as he was here first, you make that decision if I'm not the first one through the door because right. – that's fine. I just don't want. I, I don't want to wait that hour. Right. And totally he told, get it. He told me he goes, "You're not going to wait an hour on me to cut a head of hair." Uh, okay, but you know you don't understand. There will come a point in time today, dude. We know you're open. There's going to come a point in time today. You're going to have at least an hour's worth of people waiting. And he looked at me. He goes, "You got to be kidding." Everybody in there went, "No." We we come here because no. we live around here. Mm-hmm. And it's quick, it's easy, and we know he's open and open this early. Mm-hmm. That's the whole time. We we very much appreciate the fact you're respecting his hours because that's right. You know you're you're getting the you're getting the neighborhood guys here. It's pretty much what you're getting. So, 
you know, you're, you're going to be busy in a little bit. And we actually, we, we can walk in and judge that there might be an hour wait. Well, and, but and, I also and we might be okay with it. We might not. I mean, I I would be the one to go in, and if, and if he looked at me and said, "Hey, it's going to be about an hour and a half at the rate it's going, man," yeah, I can come back tomorrow. Have a great right. day. Well, and nobody's nobody judges that either, <laughs> and that's how she gets her way. Yeah, well. <laughs> My biggest concern earlier when we had our two furry two furry co-hosts was that uh, baby and mother needed a morning nap, which we discussed. Uh, in a different podcast, because as you guys know, we do a couple at a time, and it just, I was, I, I think one of the things you missed in that conversation that you were, when he said, you're never going to have to wait an hour for me to cut a head of hair, I think some of that revolves around our feminine counterparts, where there's time for chemicals to set, there's the wash, the dry, the trim, the fluff, the blah, the blah, whatever the hell's involved. Yeah, and sometimes that they get, and they've got haircuts in between. Right, and so while he's saying nobody's going to have to wait an hour to cut a head of hair, you're right. He's going to do it in 10 minutes, and in the southern gentleman thing that I think most barbers have to have... He starts the goodbye the moment he breaks out the compressed air tube. Oh, he He's, doesn't use that. Oh, oh the new guy not? does not use the compressed air. He's got vacuum systems that hook to his clippers. I did not go home covered in fur. What? Now, I missed the whole pshht. I mean, because that's the you're right. That's the end of the haircut. The whole pshht is the end of the haircut. As I missed that... And it's going to take a little while to get used to the home of the vacuum in my ear. Mm -hmm. I appreciated the fact that I was able to leave the barbershop and go to the grocery store and not feel like I was dropping hair everywhere. So, I would like to offer kudos then to my guy who has since retired. And I don't know if he's still with us or not. I haven't seen anything in the paper. So, I assume he's just enjoying retirement. The compressed air was enough to move skin. <laughs> so that was one. Like, if he got too close, it would could be uncomfortable. He made sure air pressure was on point for his particular the, barbershop. But the art that I don't think I... I, I the, the art that I missed in the moment but now can appreciate is that airline, he always started at the back. Yeah. He popped everything loose, and then he would... Turn the apron down on itself so there is little to no chance you get any hair on you at that point. But not only that, not only that, he is using the compressed air to get your butt out of that chair. Because he starts with the shoulders, he's pulling the other, you're naturally going to lean away to can make sure nothing gets there. He is all but physically shoving you out of that chair. In an, but in again, in the most Southern gentleman manner. But where my guy went above and beyond is he'd he'd catch you on the back and then he'd come around the front as he's pulling everything off but he'd go all the way down to your feet and and he would go down one leg and then stop go back to the waist go down the other which is not something that I've seen everyone the, do the other thing that I noticed that but he, I, I appreciated out of the out of the new vacuum system yeah there was not a pile of hair in the floor for me to walk through to truth uh, and I, I appreciated that. Now, made it a little bit more difficult to have the conversation because you right. had that that buzzing going on in, in your ear, which, okay, fine, because in all honesty, I, yeah, atmosphere, I want to talk, blah, 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 but I also want to leave when I'm done. I, that is not a moment for a southern goodbye with me. 
No. I want to hand you your money. I want to say good day, and I want to take off. So, see, I'm appreciative of the southern gentleman get the hell out of my chair. Right. <laughs> but, and again, it wasn't the full length then walk you to the door. Now, he yeah. did walk some to the door because he would hold the door for those that need the extra hand, so on and so forth. Well, see, my old guy, we had to do the cash register. The, here's right. your change. The new guy, he's got his rates set to where you can go in with the right bill. And, you know, he's a little bit higher than the old guy, which is fine. But, you know, it's it's like you go in with the right and just hand it to him. So yeah. I'm handing him the money. It's not going through the cash register. We're not missing that. He's able to reach out, take my payment, and and and, and run that broom across the chair and go ahead and point to the next guy and, and, and get him in the chair and say good my, goodbye mm-hmm. to me. Now, th- this guy is, is going to be running more of a... Uh, 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 of a uh, assembly line. He's going to want to get the butts in and out of the chair and mm-hmm. get the job done. And I have a funny feeling he's also going to be the one that at five minutes before closing, that open sign is going to go off and the door's going to get locked. And everybody who's left is going to get taken care of, but nobody else, nobody gets else is going to come through. And that's, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. And all of that's 100% fine. Now, the, the day I got my hair cut, he also had a, a, there was two of them, and he had a third person in there to sort of help keep things flowing. And I'm expecting to see that third person quite a bit too, just yeah. to make sure that door locks yeah. and things get swept up. Because it, one thing in a barber shop like that, they're not taking time to sweep in between every person. I will again offer finesse to my guy because as he did the other and gave you the okay, buddy, and he, and he does the full swipe with the compressed airline. He swing when he gets the got the apron down away from you, he would pull it away with some speed. So he was shoveling kind of what he could behind. And then as you go to get out of the chair and he goes to spray, he also makes a low swing to blow the hair back towards the back where he can get it. There was an art to that that, again, I appreciate now that I didn't get before because he would do it and he would just, it would be a fluid motion to be one Two, swipe it back away so there wasn't... Now, it's never perfectly clean, but the bulk was out of the way. And you never... And again, and in the moment, never thought of it. I've but now it's in, like... I've been in barbershops that, that took made use of the uh, in-house vacuum type system. Totally. So, and, and part of that, if y'all don't understand that, there are, there's a system you can plumb into your house. It, it's basically a central vac, and you just take the tools from one room to the other, plug it into a hole in the wall, and the instant you plug everything in, the, the motor comes on, and there you go. Well, they also have the dustpan feature for certain rooms, like your kitchen, to where if you're going to sweep up a little mess, you sweep it over to this area, and there's like a kick plate or whatever, you can open that little door, and it, the vacuum system comes on. Now, I've been in barber shops, and I want to say this one was owned by, by a lady, but that's what she had, so that as... Like, you were in front of me, you've gotten your hair cut, you're down, and she used the compressed air and everything, you're down, she's sufficiently got you clean, she's taking your payment, she comes back, as she's telling me I'm next, she's got her broom in her hand, and she's headed straight over for that kick plate, so that as I'm, I'm she's making use of the time for me getting up and getting in the chair to kind of sweep and keep things mm-hmm. neat, but you know, when you're the single barber in there and, and the guy that passed was, sometimes he's eight heads in before he gets a chance yeah. to and hit and I've I've been in there where he's like, Y'all give me a minute. Yep. And he's trying to get get the dog up off the floor and, and at least get it out of the yep. way. Uh but that's when you get loaded and you're the only guy going. Yep. Sometimes that's all you've got. And you can't always say 
back in the day, back oh god, back when our our dads were young, or my dad at least, and gra- our grandpas were young, they probably had young men coming in there that were interning to be barbers. They were going to learn, so they started there. Oh, they had uh, it as a so, they had it as a school. This guy in particular, until the well, the day shoeshine he, boy back in the day would right. also sweep the floor. So right. well, but until the day he retired, he kept a photo. On the cash register, because we've talked, I know we've talked about the cash register yeah. and how ancient the old this cash thing register was. and everything. I, I'm not going to get into the size and scope, but anybody who know, if you know, you know, he had enough room to put a framed picture of the guys in his class of barber school or whatever the pro- there's a proper name, and I don't want to be rude or discredit it. You guys know what I'm talking about, but theirs was done in a storefront. They had like teachers have to do time in the class. These guys had to do the same thing, and it was old school. They're all in the white coats, and everybody's sitting there, and turn, take group photo, and go right back to what you're doing. But again, you're training in the field. You're getting hands-on training. There are a lot of things like that that you can still apprentice for. Totally. Uh, You still have to get some some classroom time because there's still some book work, but you can still apprentice for a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff like that, which is not a bad thing. No. Uh, actually, I, experience there, is everything. There's things that, that I wish wasn't 100% college. I wish they'd let you apprentice a little bit more. And, you know, and I'll give you an equivalent. Teachers, your mom had to go through this student teaching. Yep. That's an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually wish they would do more weeks of that uh, than what they do. And, you know, with summer school courses, you, you, you might could get that. Most of the time you get... You do an entire semester yeah, of student teaching, unless that's changed. The, the only reason I'm saying I wish they could get more is we run across some teachers straight out of college that really weren't able or ready to handle the classroom. I put that on the teacher before, and they didn't let them be their own. Because I know my mother had student teachers that came in for her. She partnered with the local university. They were very quick to send the elementary teachers to her because they knew after two weeks of observation and a week of side-by-side, my mother was going to let them teach. Well, see, a, a student teacher I had as a student in high school, the class she taught in, that particular teacher, over to the side, never said a word. She was grading Same papers. Way. She was watching and listening, and she was grading papers. She did not speak up if there was a problem in the classroom. That student teacher better figure out how to handle the problem in the classroom. If somebody needed to be sent to the office, student teacher. Basically, that woman was a monitor. She was why, and I, I'm certain now. Now that I'm older, I'm certain during the planning period they had conversation totally and 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 carried on. Uh, and then I'll get to the point that I want to make. But that lady, not only did she get a job in the same school system, she made her way into administration, and she's now at the school board. Mm-hmm. So, And she was able to, and I heard from other people who had kids in her classes, she maintained our class that year. And mm-hmm. I've heard people who've been in her class, and she was able to maintain a class in the same manner as the lady that she student taught under. It's all who you and teach I, under. I, that's great, but... With my daughter, now as a parent, we get a young teacher and just zero. It like It's like, where where were you during the student teaching part? Did you call right. in sick for that or something? You, you've not learned how to handle your classroom. I have family that are teachers. I have friends that are teachers. I have friends that have been that are retired teachers. And all of them say the same thing. You've got to have control over your class. 
Yep. You've got to figure out how you're going to have control over your class, but you've got to have control over your class. This lady had zero. Yeah. Zero. She just couldn't iron it out, and she was young enough that she was getting involved in the socialization of the students. That's the problem. And that well, that made it worse, because then when the parents come to her, she, she was like, I don't know why you're mad at me. And of course, me and one of the other dads, because you're acting like a kid, you know. Because I mean, we we would we're just the type that would say it out loud. But that's one of those that I'm thinking maybe maybe we should go more than than one six weeks. Maybe we should go a full semester. Maybe we yeah. should have some summer school classes involved on top of it, you know. But every once in a while, you put out the wrong person. I mean, even in in what I do, you can do all the training in the planet. And once you turn that person loose, they turn into the person they really are. Right. And you've got people that don't give a flying rat's ass. And you can train them, and they're going to do it perfect so that they can get done with their training and move forward. And then you find out they don't give a flying rat's ass. Uh, it's just all it is to And that's pretty much in every field. You've, mm-hmm. you've, you've seen and felt that in the field you're in. And you know what the field all you of... were in <laughs> and on down the line. And do you know what all those people are? Dicks, mm-hmm. and you know what? What we really shouldn't do as I as I prepare for this. Go ahead, your turn. I did it last time. No, your turn. Oh, don't be a dick. 